Stop into Lowe's to fit a few more projects and a lot more savings into summer. Get your deck looking its best with the new Valspar Exterior Stain. It covers in one coat, is rain-ready in four hours, provides all-weather defense from the elements, and it's only at Lowe's. Then, get ready to kick off the fall grilling season with savings of up to 20% on select grills. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Grill offer valid through 829. While supplies last, see store for details. Awesome. Welcome, spiritual trailblazers, and thank you for tuning in. As I always love to say, today is a beautiful day, and if we look hard enough, we can find something to be grateful for. So make sure you are practicing the art of gratitude. It's the gift that keeps on giving, and it makes your life magical. So for those of you who have questions or comments and you're listening to this via iTunes or Google Play or TuneIn, no worries. <laughs> I have a, an outlet for you. All you have to do is go to my Instagram, which is Tia underscore Johnson underscore, and post your questions or comments under the new podcast alert image. Or if you part of my, if you are a part of my tribe, my uh, spiritual entrepreneur, wonderful people in the spiritual and empowerment living uh, private Facebook group, you can also post your questions and comments there, and a safe, sacred place where you don't have to worry about some of your more sensitive questions being in the public eye is a wonderful group of people who will respect your questions. And I post the same image, the new podcast alert there. So you have two choices. You can go to Tia underscore Johnson underscore on Instagram or spiritual and empowerment living on Facebook. So I cannot wait to talk about the topic I have in store for you and with my amazing guests, especially because May is spiritual literacy month. And I want you to get more comfortable with spiritual terms and have the knowledge to set the record straight whenever possible, because that's important. We are all on this journey, whether we are completely focused on spirituality and our business is all about spirituality, or we are business people who have a spiritual influence, okay, throughout our works. It's important for us to be able to stand our ground, but we won't be able to, able to know that unless we are um, able to introduce ourselves to these terms and definitions and debunk a lot of uh, thought processes that people have about what spirituality is. So before we dive into what you need to know about spirituality, debunking myths and providing facts, I would like to introduce my two special guests, Alice Wu and Speranza Tomlinson. So Alice is an intuitive muse and business strategist. She helps women create their passion-filled business and brand, that is very important, to align with their soul's purpose. She's passionate about helping women in their struggles from feeling disconnected without a purpose, feeling trapped in a career that is empty, unfulfilling and stressful to help them find themselves and doing what they love she comes from a 20 plus year background in corporate business consulting with extensive startup experience and financial management expertise as a cpa in addition to being an intuitive she's an acacia record practitioner 
healer, mindfulness and mindset coach, meditation and teacher. You can get more information about her on Instagram and Facebook at Alice Wu, that's A-L-I-C-E-W-O-O dot coach. And her website is alicewu.coach. Our other amazing guest, Speranza. She is a higher self channeler. That sounds so deep and cool. <laughs> she helps successful people find fulfillment through higher self channeling since 2004. Her clients are global change agents and are transforming areas of relationships, money, and excellence. She has a background in strategy, excuse me, yes, yeah, strategy consultant for a Fortune 500 firm. You can learn more about this wonderful being at AskHigherSelf.com. Ladies, welcome. Thank you, Tia. Thank you so much for having us. Awesome. And I want to tell the listeners out there, quickly how we met because that is just so important. So we are part of uh, a a group, a community brand (laughs) called Be True Brand You. And uh, Kimra Luna is the founder and uh, we are BTBY besties. So we connect with each other, we support each other, we help each other. And so I reached out in the Facebook community asking for people who would like to be on my podcast to talk about spiritual literacy and other things related to spirituality. And here we are. (laughs) Yes. It's a BTVY is a wonderful community uh, filled with uh, so much initiative from people wanting to be of service to the world. And, and, and thank you so much for uh, putting out the request. And I'm so glad that we all connected. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So before we get into debunking uh, what we need to do or what we need to know about spirit, what do we need to know about spirituality? Because I feel like there's so much to learn about spirituality. But uh, let's start with Alice. What do you think people need to know first and foremost about spirituality? I think the basic things is like, um, spirituality is not the same as religion mm. and a lot of people have um, they don't know how to distinguish the two they think religion is the same thing as spirituality where it's not religion is man-made based on man-made rules whereas spirituality is your connection with spirit or the universe or your god or whoever whichever entity that you connect with right so it's very personal and it's very universal at the same time it's totally not man-made at all. Mm, yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. It's it's a hardcore difference. You know, spirituality is not man-made. And I think the more people realize that, the more they be, they were able to understand it. It's from within. Absolutely. Uh, Speranza. Absolutely, yes. Um, could not agree more with what Alice said. And when I think of spirituality, I think of this harmony and and balance and integration between the inner aspects of who we are and the outer aspects of who we are. And the inner aspects, uh, I think of that as uh, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual bodies. And the outer part of us being our relationships, career, even nature, and our planet, and all that is. 
And it's really, like I was saying, this marriage between the inner and, and the outer. And I think that the glue that holds all this together is love. Mm. Mm. Totally agree with that. That's yeah. the only thing that counts that binds us together. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. And I like how you use the term of marriage, a union, a coming together. Because it's, it, it seems like between what I see and clients and sometimes just talking to strangers is that there's that disconnect of the inner and the outer. They don't see it as a marriage. They, they just have this different perception, but it, it is a union. Absolutely. So how do you practice spirituality? Uh, well, so again, talking about this, uh, this love that is everything and everyone, and that's how I view spirituality in the larger context of life. Um, my practice of spirituality is constantly trying to practice this unconditional love and being of service to others. Um, you know, every minute, um, every opportunity that I get um, is, you know, through practicing through patience and through every opportunity to do, to do better than I have in a situation before to try to be mm. more loving, more accepting, and to be more of service to everything and everyone that, that I come across. Mm. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Uh, what really resonated with me was the part where you say do better than I did last. And I think it's so easy for people to beat themselves up because of a mistake that happened, even if it wasn't their fault, it was, you know, like a technical difficulty or, you know, a volunteer didn't show up or, you know, whatever the case may be. So yeah, it is about doing better than before, just evaluating and, and figure out how can we be of service? How can we do better? Yes, absolutely. That's so true. And the way I uh, practice spirituality is I use mindfulness and it's a big part of how I practice is always try and do my best to be self-aware of being uh, in tune with my body and how I feel. Um, mm -hmm. That's when I catch myself, you know, that I can do better. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yeah. And um, in the morning I have a, a practice, a ritual where I tap into the Akashic records. I connect with uh, the masters and the elders on the other side and the the connection is energetic and it's vibrational and the um i think Sperenta can relate to that is the the energy is so uh how do i describe it it's like walking into a warm room with the biggest hug and there is nothing ever is going to go wrong and that's the kind of love that is unconditional it's powerful, it's vibrational, it's palpable. And when you feel that and connect your bodies with it, it's like, there's nothing like it. There's, it, the only way to explain it is you have to experience it for yourself. And that, that power of, of being um, accepted and loved and not judged and that all the answers is available to you, it's such a good feeling. And I tap into it in the morning um, to ask questions, sometimes just to connect with the energy without a question. But that's something that helped me a lot throughout, and that energy stays with me most of the day. 
So that's, that's a big deal for me that I have to tap in in the morning. I love that. I, I really do. The mindfulness part is so crucial because if, if you weren't mindful, then you probably wouldn't be able to connect with the elders and feel that energy and, and have that beautiful experience. And I just hope that the people listening are going to be more mindful with their spirituality so they can understand that they have control over a lot of things in their life, that they can seek the wisdom of elders. They can do the things they set their mind to, but they have to be mindful, have a winning uh, morning routine. That seems like a winner for you. I want to try that now. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it's really, really good. It gets you, it makes you feel so good. And you don't have to say, oh, I have to be optimistic and I have to be good and all these. But mm-hmm. actually, uh, it's, it's a form of judgment when you feel like you have to tell yourself you have to be a certain way. When you should just tap into yourself and just be who you really are. And that is mm-hmm. enough. And that is all you need to do. And is to love yourself, is to love others. Because there's no difference between the three of us or anybody else in the world. It's on the other side. It's every everything and everyone is connected. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. So, so if you are feeling bad, I'm going to be affected as well. So yeah. I'm always mindful that when I practice uh, my spirituality, I'm not only benefiting myself, I'm benefiting everyone else as well so that's a way for me to indirectly service others yes it's like a, a domino effect so speranza what role does spirituality play in your business <laughs> interesting you should ask i i feel like there is no difference between spirituality and my business my business is actually helping people connect with their own higher self and in that sense uh, what Alice was describing earlier with connecting with this this unseen part of who we are um, so there in, to me uh, a, a person is the physical emotional mental and spiritual bodies and then higher self brings it all together and is this unconditional love force that we each are. And when we access this higher self, it is, um, it, it's helping us to know uh, from the highest place of love and wisdom in one's life how to take the next step in whatever it is that uh, we are embarking on, whether it is uh, a relationship that we want to improve or a business decision that we want we're not sure which which way to take or whether it is someone who is deeply practicing spirituality or if it is uh, a visionary who wants to make a difference globally worldwide um, all of these things are things that i i help my clients with in in their lives and their businesses so uh, i connect every day with this higher self um, aspect of who each are and uh, not just for, for with my own higher self and also with the higher selves of each of the people that I work with. So this communion and practice between all of the aspects of who we are um, is something that, uh, that is my business. 
mm-hmm. yes yeah absolutely yeah I, I thought it was amazing um having spirituality be our business or be involved in our business i feel like is a game changer it's almost like we had to draw four card in uno <laughs> it's like we have that card that can just change the the course of action from you know whatever point at, at, at that time do i want the cards to be yellow now or red or blue it's like we had this 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 gift and and it's just something that it keeps on giving but also it it just allows for so much more to happen it's it's as if things become unlimited it's like okay spirituality is here and because of that i'm more mindful there is love there's empathy there's unconditional energy that is taking place here that's making this environment a place where xyz can prosper you know fill in the blank so that's amazing absolutely and you know we we, um we spiritual people that feel so connected with all of this energy uh we sometimes live in this bubble where we um we we share so much of this love with people and people sometimes um don't realize, at least in my practice, right? I, I can't speak for everyone. Um, maybe, maybe you you can can share about this. I feel like spirituality is so practical. You know, if if spirituality can't help us in our day to day lives and in our day to day whatever it is, right? We're we're trying to to do better, or we're having a conflict or a problem of some kind. What good would any of this be if we couldn't feel it? every day in things that are important to us on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. So to to me, that is an aspect of spirituality, you know, and having been involved in business before, um, we can't really separate all of these aspects of who we are. How can we separate um, having a career or having relationships from our spirit or our soul or how we express love? It's Mm -hmm. all interconnected. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I totally agree. Alice, what role does spirituality play in your business? Oh, it's everything. Because as an intuitive, um, I rely on my connection to help my clients find their soul's purpose, to find um, a lot of things about themselves that they may or may not be aware of themselves. And, you know, a lot of times they find a lot of comfort in knowing that spirit understands there's a reason for how they feel or how they act or how they had trouble feeling the way they wanted, you know, how, how, you know, how they have trouble feeling, um, um, you know, believing in themselves, you know, they have low self-worth or whatever. A lot of people have this issue where really the problem is that they're not connecting with spirit. They're not connecting with their higher self. And once, and if they do, they will know that um, as a soul, um, you can create anything and everything because you are a part of everything. So all these, um, it's like Speranza said, you know, it's very universal. We don't have to make it so woo-woo that no one understands. The point is to help people where they're at. So these are you know, everyday wisdom that spirit has been working through us all this time. We can't be disconnected from it completely. It's already working through us 
all the time. Mm -hmm. So if we pay attention to it, we're going to notice, you know, when we ask for answers, it has already been answered. You know, ask and it is given. You know, it's so mm -hmm. true, right? So if you ask your questions, and, and sometimes my family says, Alice, who are you talking to? That's like you're talking to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and, they're all, and, and now they're used to it. They, they just ignore me because they know who I'm talking to. <laughs> so it's like when I ask a questions, I know I'm going to get an answer. And if I don't hear it, it's not because spirit is not answering. It's because, you know, I'm too anxious or I'm too, you know, excited or too angry or, or these emotions that are preventing me from receiving. You know, it's just like tuning into a radio where you just got to, you have to have a clear channel to receive. So spirit always answers, is always there, is always a part of us. So I don't know how to be without it because I am it. And therefore, my business is part of me. And it's a part of the universe, part of spirit. So that's how I do my business is that, you know, I get a lot of information that helps me connect with my uh, clients to help them with their problems and to help them find their purpose and give them meaning to what they're doing. Because mm -hmm. the worst thing um, in life is not understanding why we're here and are we just gonna get up and work and go to sleep and die one day? Like a lot of people felt that way. They had no purpose and it's very depressing. And, you know, 15 years ago before I went on my spiritual path, I was on the same path. I was, I was very successful and I was totally miserable because of that. I didn't know what my purpose is. So now that I know what my purpose is, it's really important that I share that with others. And that's how I help my clients. So that is my business. Mm -hmm. I make it my business. <laughs> I make it my business. I like that. Yeah. And it, it is everything. And you're absolutely right. People, we need that connection. Even if we don't know what it is, what it's called, what it's meant to be, we can feel it. We feel like there is more. And it's it's interesting because we see this in movies and in writing where someone asks the question, is this what life has to offer? Is there more? I feel like I'm missing something. Even though my life is fulfilling, there's something there. What is it? What is it? It's spirituality. <clears throat> so let's shift the gears and talk about five myths five things that we need to debunk about spirituality and again the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because there's always a new generation of people being born there's always people who are being awoken spiritually and who are diving into understanding what spirituality is about and there are going to be people who are more than ready willing and able <laughs> to tell them about the negative side of spirituality. You can't see me, but I'm like moving my fingers evilly, like, ooh. <laughs> like there's, there's always that personal group of, group of people who are willing to protest spirituality, and I don't understand it. So let's equip our spiritual trailblazers out there. First one, you're not supposed to be negative if you're spiritual. Speranza, what do you think about that? That's a very interesting uh, statement. And, um, you know, 
even though even just not supposed to it's almost like somebody's going to take some points off of your life scorecard or something <laughs> or punish you in some way you know that you you're not supposed to do something it's bad um so uh you know it's not, it's not necessarily about anyone doing anything bad or or saying something negative or thinking something negative um I'd like to reframe this for, for people that think if you have a negative thought and there may be people um, out there in the, in the, maybe in the law of attraction community or in other communities who immediately have a, a negative thought or bad thought and they think, oh my gosh, it's over. <laughs> and, and it's about, it's, it's really about where you are wanting to get to, what your goals are and whether when you're saying something negative, to be mindful and aware of that, you know, this whole conversation we're having is about my, is about mindfulness and, and remembering that saying something negative is really affirming what you're not wanting to get. And it's about asking yourself, is that what I want? So it's really th this idea that there's really no coercion in spirituality. Nobody's going to come um, take points off for you or, or, or in any way judge you or blame you. It's not about keeping score. It's about shifting into mindfulness and loving ourselves unconditionally because we so often forget that these thoughts that are negative, we're, we, we say, oh, it's bad that we're doing it. And we, we judge and punish ourselves. And that's no good. That's not that's not what it's about. It's about making progress towards what we want and shifting our awareness and our mindfulness towards what we're trying to achieve. Absolutely. Alice, what do you think? You're not supposed to be negative if you're spiritual. I mean, there's no supposed to or not supposed to. I mean, you can do whatever you want. You have free will, right? It's like Sparanta says. It's like if you do, if you feel a certain way, act a certain way, and do things a certain way, it's going to either help you with the result you want to achieve or not help you. So all the things that are like being angry or whatever, neg whatever negativity means to people, if those things are not helping you reach your goal of unconditional love, then, it, then why would you do them? right so that's that's it it's there's no punishment there's no judgment like judgment and punishment is a human concept it's not a spiritual concept and i think that people don't get that because in religion because it's man-made there's a lot of judgment and criticism and um and punishment involved even in the bible it talked in great length about those kind of stuff but in fact you know, spirituality is not like that. It's just, it's energetic. If this energy doesn't work for you in reaching your goals, then don't do, <laughs> don't do that. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just like, of course, we have our lessons and, you know, things that we have to overcome. And that's why we're here to learn something in this lifetime. And, you know, we focus on that and we do the best we can. And if I did better today than I did yesterday, then I say, hey, that's a good day. And if I learned something that I didn't know yesterday, that's a good day. And if I screwed up today, well, I can start again tomorrow because I'm going to wake up and I can start over. 
And, you know, I always come with the attitude, like, because spirit is non-judgmental and it's really about our own evolution. So focus on what, where we want to go and where we want to evolve to, you know, how is it, how would, how would I like to, to be evolved to as spirit? What would I like to learn? What would I like to, to do better and feel better? And is it to be more compassionate? Is it to be more tolerant? I can always practice more patience for sure on myself and to others. So those are goals that I give myself so that I have something tangible to work on. So I would say to people, you know, don't focus on the, um, the man-made part, which is the judgment and the punishment and negativity, but more focus on the goals you're trying to reach. So my goal is I'm trying to be more compassionate, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I also, and relax. Oh <laughs> and yeah, relax. that's a big thing. Yes, <laughs> we're so not relaxed in this culture. We need to, we need to be more relaxed and not be so uptight about something working perfectly. It's it's a working process. We have our whole life to do this. That is very true. Very true. So, take a deep breath and relax. <laughs> and I, I also thought about something when you were talking. Is that Sometimes people say someone's being negative when they're not. For example, if someone's coming to someone who is spiritual and they, they, they believe that they can just dump all of their drama, they're not looking for a solution. They're not trying to vent. They're just, again, coming up with something that happened that's not their fault. And the spiritual, spiritually-based person may say, did you think about leaving him did you think about changing the job did you think about not buying that or you know something that's proactive and that person will you're not supposed to be negative you're just supposed to listen and you know they're they're putting these things that they're supposed to do on them so yeah I I really see that happening you're right it's not about the judgment and what people aren't supposed to do and you're not supposed to feel certain things that's that's crazy yeah and when you think that you can't do that but you're still feeling bad in some way and you're just trying to cover it then you're just suppressing it the goal Mm -hmm. is not to suppress what you feel bad about right so that's not good either when people are pretending to be all like happy and perfect and stuff for wife and like very like in a way that they think that will help them be more spiritual, but that's not, that's not it at all. The, the goal is just to work on, you know, improving yourself so that you are achieving the spiritual goals that you wanted. It's not about being perfect, perfect and acting perfect and uh, looking perfect. It's, it's not about that at all. And, and I think, you know, it's easy to get into what some, pe- what some people call spiritual snobbery as well. There's mm-hmm. another perspective. It's like, oh, I know better because, oh, you're not being spiritual because uh, I know better. You shouldn't do that because that's very negative. So there's a lot of that going on as well in the spiritual people where they are being judgmental without knowing that they're judgmental. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, don't expect a baby to be able to walk. I mean, how does the baby know how to walk? You, you can talk to the baby until your face is blue and the baby still wouldn't be know how to walk because that's the stage where they're at. Right. So I think a little less 
um, categorizing people into um, certain names or categories will go a long way and just accept people who they are and just help, help you know, help people lift them up and instead of just making them feel like they're not where they should be. Everyone is where they should be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, I forget where I'm getting it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. No worries. This is one of my favorite things to talk about because um, <laughs> I have tattoos and some people are just astonished. Like, you have tattoos? Like, wait a minute. So the next debunking we're going to take on is, but you cuss, drink, and eat meat. And I think that this is one of those cases where there are just so much more of people who are drinking the green drink and they're posting on Instagram, their salad or whatever the case may be. And, <laughs> and what some people don't realize is that it's the spectrum, you know, so maybe, yes, you do like your green drink, but you also like ribs or a nicely grilled burger. It doesn't make you any less spiritual. So Speranza, what do you think about that? <laughs> oh, I'm sitting here and, and, and smiling at <laughs> your question because uh, you know, just, just, just taking a step back and, and I, I will go back to your question is this, um, as I was contemplating this topic for today and uh, talking, talking with both of you about this topic of spirituality. And uh, the first question that I thought to myself is who is going to be listening to this podcast, right? Because whenever I have uh, one-on-one conversations with people, I, I answer their questions in the context of what they know about life in general. If I'm speaking to someone who's religious, then I would try to to have a conversation with a framework that they understand. Or someone who has never heard about any of this, also I try to use words that are that that have meaning in their in their vocabulary and in their life. And this is again something that spirituality a non-religious spirituality is a fairly new phenomenon. I mean, I would say maybe not even 50 years, right? So when, even when we use the same vocabulary, people don't really know what we mean. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. people use God and source and universe and all that is and uh, Jesus and Allah and Buddha and Krishna and I for, you know, forgive me if I've missed any, you know, main religion. Uh, <laughs> it's not my intention. So, so it's, it's, um, as, as you know, we're talking about these subjects and these questions, it's so important to realize where someone's coming from and what kind of vocabulary, vocabulary and understanding they have around these topics. So I try to do, I, I really consciously try to use words that are as close as possible to, um, to what someone understands, right? So, for example, with your drinking green juice and eating meat, I have a degree in holistic nutrition. So, you know, spirituality, burgers, and green juice. And it's like, okay, well, uh, your body needs vitamins and nutrients and fuel. So, is it more spiritual to do one or the other, where it depends what nutrients you need? You know, I mean, <laughs> if you need protein and and you need, you know, your uh, one of those people that really thrives on meat, then it would be it, it would be judgmental for me to say you should starve and not get your nutrients because your body really functions well on meat. Um, 
and, and some of, you know, dietary theories that I've studied according to your blood type, right? So certain people really need certain type of nutrition. So, and other people really thrive on green juice. But who am I to say that if you eat one or the other, then you're not spiritual anymore? And, you know, again, going back to the, the parallels that so many of us draw to religion, because in certain religions like Christianity, you can only meet a certain, eat meat certain times of the year. There's Lent and there's this time and you can only eat this thing and, and there's judgment, there's punishment. You go to, you know, you go to the church and the leader of the church will say, well, you had fill in the blank, right? So um, I'm sorry that I'm stuck on this, but it just, it, I feel like it's so important for people to realize that there's absolutely spirituality, but there is mindfulness too. And then there, uh, when it comes to the physical body, we, we need to nourish that in. And it's judgmental for us to say that something is bad for someone. You know, obviously I'm not for the treatment of animals in the way that we're doing it these days. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So that's something that as a society, we need to become more and more mindful of. Um, so, okay, going back to your question, it was about um, cussing and drinking, you know, um, someone expressing themselves in a certain way, um, there's so much behind that, just like what I'm trying to explain now to such a wide audience, right? If someone is saying something and they are really angry or destructive behind their intention and their feeling, well, that's obviously common sense, you know, you know, you, you're all trying to do better in life. However, that we define that whatever vocabulary we use and with drinking is the same thing as, um, as with, with meat, you know, it's, it's physically not good for the body, but what does that really mean when we're drinking? Are we trying to cover something up or are we drinking because we're so excited? We are not sure what to do this with this high level of love, excitement, energy, so, mm-hmm. so uh, I think underneath all of it, um, if we can manage to get to some sort of common vocabulary to where we understand what we're actually saying and to have an understanding of what we're saying, then there are so many more layers to explore. And to just judge something at face value is very dangerous, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. And, and the opposite of, of evolution, I think. Totally no, agree. Totally. Yeah, that was so, so well put. I totally agree. And yeah, it's so easy to, to judge, judge someone like, Oh, why are they eating meat or why are they cussing? And what you said was really, really profound. And it was just, you know, we had to go deeper. Are you drinking because you're trying to cover up something or is it like a celebration? Do you function well on meat? If you do, then okay. It seems like you're not being harmed. You know, and I do agree about the the treatment of animals. That's one reason why I get a glands best. So it's so interesting that, that you said that because I'm just thinking to myself, yeah, like I really become you know more conscious, more mindful over the years of the products that I buy. So we can be more mindful on that aspect and worry about what works for us. And as Alice was saying earlier, you know, the the, the spiritual snobbery that happens, we got to check that too because sometimes people have good intentions but it doesn't work for everyone right right and yeah i mean this question is so uh, it's such an excellent question because it brings up so many aspects of who we are as a human being and there to, to me 
each of us is a spiritual being having a physical experience. We are spiritual by nature. So, so us as a spiritual being, how are we as, you know, um, as individual beings in a society. So, you know, are you not seeing the forest for the trees? How are we as individuals accepting of what is, is happening to, to animals and the treatment of animals? Are we, how can we make a change in that? Maybe the smallest change that we can make is with our dollars at the store. Maybe the very least that we can do is at least buy, um, buy meat if that's what we need in our, and for our health that has been treated humanely. And this small example is, um, I think, so reflective of so much that we can do as, a, as an individual to impact society and, and at large, right? Because each of, us, we make, each of us makes changes every day and makes choices every day. And how we vote with these choices that we make every day and everything that we do um, can have uh, can have an impact would in what almost seems like overnight if we all choose differently. So I really love this question, and I'm sorry if I went on and on. <laughs> I just no, no, it's it's really good. I'm I'm so glad that you you uh, really elaborated on each part and gave those examples because it is important, and a lot of people do need to hear this because again, it's just so easy to get caught up in what people think they're supposed to do. They're supposed again supposed to do as opposed to being authentically themselves. So, Alice, what what say you about <laughs> the cuss to drink and to eat meat? <laughs> well, I totally agree with you guys about the, you know, the treatment of animals and, you know, with we can control the market with dollars, like you guys said, is by making choices with intention, have a deeper intention when we make our choices and, you know, this is going to affect the market and how business people are producing products for sure. As far as cussing, it's intention as well. Like, you know, if you're, like I would cuss occasionally if it's part of a joke. I think it's terribly, it makes a joke more funny sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't be so you know you know um serious about a joke a joke is supposed to be funny so so if adding cuss words make it more funny and it's not degrading to anyone then why not my intention is to bring more laughter to the room when it could be you know people are very nervous because they're new to a meeting or something so it can bring you know a lot of it can lift the air and, and the atmosphere, uh, you know, of a meeting by telling a few jokes and sometimes it requires a little cussing. So I think it depends on the context and your intention and to your audience as well. You have to respect, you know, you know, what the, uh, what the audience is like and whether they are opposed to that, to that form of communication. But for me, cussing is not the reason not to be spiritual. Like it doesn't have anything to do with it. It depends on your your intention, for sure. Yeah, I I agree. I feel like if someone were to say, "Oh, cussing doesn't make you a spiritual person anymore," it's just like, wait a minute, that is so minor compared to tons of other things. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot be not spiritual. Yeah. Right, because we're spiritual beings. You cannot be less spiritual no matter what you do. Exactly, exactly. It's just so. like you can't take it away from someone. They can 
not acknowledge it, but I mean, it'll always be there. It's just like, you know, if you have a chair in your house and you're like, I'm not sitting in that chair. Like, okay, well, the chair isn't going anywhere. It, it exactly. There. I mean, so. if you're doing it intentionally to uh, hurt other people because you need to, you know, you have a, you know, you're dealing with your, your, your ego and you're just trying to overpower someone or hurt someone. Of course, that's, that's not the intention what, that we want to have or, mm-hmm. or receive from another person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if it's just all in good fun, lighten up. Right. That's right. the message throughout this podcast for me. I was like, what? <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Relax. Woosa. Deep breaths. <laughs> exactly. Now, the next one I feel like is more of a pet peeve for me than a debunking issue, even though it really is something that needs to be debunked. So it's, you're not supposed to charge for that. And I got triggered because, uh, and this wasn't my Facebook ad, but I saw another a spiritual entrepreneur Facebook ad and her ad was about helping spiritual entrepreneurs and the comment section, someone wrote, you're not supposed to charge for God's gift. And I'm thinking to myself, being a singer is God's gift. Being smart is God's gift. So you are smart. You become a doctor, a teacher, you know, whatever that's smart. If you're an athlete, that's God's gift. So <laughs> Oh my gosh, I could go on and on and on about that. Speranza, help me out. Oh, <laughs> You're not gosh. supposed to charge for that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm, I'm smiling again on the side if you could see my face. So <laughs> it's so interesting because again, you know, it depends uh, what angle you look at this from. You know, if you were to ask uh, a lawyer or a doctor to, uh, wh- why are you charging? I mean, it's God's gift that you're good at your job. <laughs> Why should I do that? <laughs> yeah. you know? They would look at you and think you're crazy. Uh, and then there is the comparison between, so the service of spirituality and the service of a, another, you know, business professional or any other professional. And then there's the comparison that some of us make between services, spiritual, spiritual services, like for the ones that I offer, for example, and then spiritual services that you receive through a church or someone that has built a building and calls it a church, right? Of some kind or, or a, uh, uh, I'm sorry, a uh, religious building of, or, or, or faith of some kind. And uh, people have this misconception somehow that, uh, that, that these faiths don't charge, and it's so, and, and so let me debunk that first. Uh, first of all, to be a member of any community, there is a fee associated with that. And then there's donation baskets that are being passed or whatever the form is in every form of worship. So just because you go somewhere doesn't mean that those people don't pay, right? I mean, everyone, we all live in a physical universe, right? We all have to have, have a dwelling of some kind and clothes and food. I mean, this is just absolutely absurd that all of a sudden, uh, people that are in this, what's called the new age or new thought, uh, that, that this form of adding value to people and that these services somehow this, these benefits that people are getting from these types of types of services are somehow supposed to be what free, (laughs) Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know, it's laughable <laughs> I mean, if, 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 if people are if, well if people weren't receiving benefits then then we wouldn't exist anymore and the fact that they're wanting them for free I really can't help them there <laughs> I, I just really have no comment to that I mean I just I, I wouldn't even know where to begin I, I guess I wouldn't even um 
I would say what I just said now and let everyone make their own um, judgment or, or decision about that really is what I meant to say. Yeah, that's, that's really wonderful. You're absolutely right. And one word that stuck out to me was comparison. You were saying, you know, comparing professions. And I think that's where people trip themselves up is, okay, they are comparing maybe a $5 palm reading they got on a boardwalk of Atlanta City, as opposed to someone who is saying, okay, I can help you to heal, be empowered, be mindful, whatever the case may be, by, you know, one, two, three, and four, here's my program, you know, here's my background, they're comparing instead of being critical, you know, there, there's that good, constructive, uh, um, critical route that people can take, and then there's a negative, the, oh, who pays for that, and et cetera, et cetera, so they need to be able to put on their consumer shopper hats mm-hmm. <laughs> and really evaluate the value, right? Because the, yeah, because I've done it before with some of my friends. We're in New York and there's a, a $10 palm reading and, you know, it's for entertainment purposes. And sometimes ladies are spot on, but other times I've been to places where the lady told me that my grandmother put a curse on me, which I know she would never do. And I needed to spend $200 on candles to get rid of this so people are comparing that to someone who is basically saying here's all the value and I can back it up so that was one thing the other thing you said was pay in the community that's so true if you live in a condo you have condo fees if you live practically anywhere in the United States you're paying taxes which are supposed to go back into the city to help you with the streets and the schools, et cetera. So yes, you are paying in some sort of way. And you're right. If it wasn't working, we wouldn't be around. So that's, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know, there is there something that you said that I, that I really liked is that um, the, uh, the concept of value of what someone is receiving and um, there is, um, some people in in the spiritual community call themselves woo-woo or um, I I can't recall what the other word is now, but uh, I just have such a um, strong (laughs) reaction to that because there is nothing about what I do that is woo-woo. There is uh, everything, you know, the, the services that I provide are so precise and so helpful to people and it brings so much value to the person that um, it, it's completely, I don't even know how opposite from, I don't even know what word to use that is so opposite from woo. I mean, it's, it's, it's professional as it gets. And mm-hmm. um, perhaps sometimes people, like you said, misunderstand or, um, or don't, don't understand to begin with what a spiritual provider like myself or Alice or, uh, or other people, uh, what they provide as compared to entertainment services. I mean, if you have a magician do a show, you can, you count that as entertainment. Um, if you have a dancer or a band, you, you count that as entertainment and somehow these extremely valuable, um, services that, that lift people up and bring love and joy and harmony, um, into people's lives that, that we provide somehow get, get bundled, bundled in with, with services that have nothing to do with what we do. So I just, again, went on this 
longer explanation that I just want to, I just like to always be so clear with people about what it is that is, is taking place in a service or, or when you're explaining something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we can definitely, you know, as a business owner, uh, put it upon ourselves to make sure that we convey the value that we're bringing. You know, yes, we're helping you connect with your higher self for whatever clarity, but also we are doing, we are providing blah, blah, you know, a list of the benefits and value. And it's up to us to list them and point that out to people. You know, just like in any profession, you know, as a CPA my, as in my background, I've had clients who thought, hey, why are you charging me so much? My mm-hmm. bookkeeper only charged me a couple of hundred bucks. Why are you charging me a thousand dollars? Well, the work is different. The work is completely different. So it's up to me to explain to my client saying, these are the things that I've done that your bookkeeper could not have done. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so I, I, I don't, I have no resentment whatsoever. It's, I think if anything, it's up to us in any profession, it, it will come up. It's not just spiritual business that your, your potential client or existing client are not necessarily going to be understanding of how you arrive at the answer um, or what they can get. So it's up to us to make our product or services more clear. Yes. Right? Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and there, um, um, perhaps my passion came off. Um, I'm just, I'm very passionate about this because I believe in, in what I do so much and in the value that it brings to people. So, um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I, I agree. And I, I like what you said, Alice, about stating how you bring value and i think that in the spiritual community for some people putting a price tag on their worth putting a price tag on uh their products and services can be a herculean task so it's just like oh my god how do i charge for my time how do i charge for me i don't want to offend anyone what if someone asks me why should they pay a thousand dollars for me when you know they can go elsewhere for cheaper well i'm different and here's why i'm better and here's why i'm more thorough and here's why so yeah on the flip side is that we have to really explain who we are what we do and everything else that that comes along with our credential you know stating this this is why i charge what i charge you're not just getting a, a simple reading or a simple evaluation or a simple whatever they think they're getting no we're going deeper we're going to get results you're going to be happier because i know my stuff because i have given people results and etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah it's like going to a doctor you go to your gp and then you go to your specialist and then you have specialists of the specialist yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> different price tag, and we may or may not be aware of it because OHIP pays for it. But um, you know, they do cost more, and because they have different skill sets. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is our. It's like a formula between our time and the skill set that we bring, and what we actually provide in terms of benefits. So all these should be conveyed to people. And uh, yeah, I think it's my responsibility to tell to tell people what I do. And what I bring instead of, hey, just, you know, give me a couple of thousand dollars. 
Right, right. We got we to own it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So this one is near and dear to my heart. If you're spiritual, why can't you heal yourself? And this was a question I actually asked myself many years ago because I have so many foot issues, uh, multiple foot surgeries. So I think this was before my second foot surgery. And I was thinking to myself, why can't I just heal myself? And it wasn't so much of the spiritual snobbery or anything like that. It was just like, well, why can't I? And so what we really had to look at here is that we are spiritual beings going through human experience. That's one. Two is that there are certain things that um, other people can do that we're just not meant to do. Like I am not an orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> that is not my area of specialty. I know about the human body. I studied it at one point in time because I was thinking about becoming an orthopedic doctor. I took anatomy physiology, um, but that's, that's not my realm. So it's okay that we can't heal ourselves in some aspect. Doctors go to doctors. They don't always treat themselves. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, uh, Alice, what do you think about that? If you're spiritual, why can't you heal yourself? One thing doesn't have anything to do with the other, like to me, right? So just because we're spiritual doesn't mean we're not human. We live in this physical vessel which is affected by our emotion. Our emotion is the biggest thing. And that's what we are here to experience and learn from. So during that learning process, we're going to have a lot of emotions in our body that manifest as different issues. And there are all these energies from past life, you know, issues that we haven't dealt with that, has, that carries over to present life, mm-hmm. and healings that we haven't done, lessons that we haven't fully completed, There's just so many things that, yeah, I have eczema and, you know, if I eat better, it gets better, but I live in a physical body. I'm going to do my best to manage my emotion and, you know, I'm learning every day to get better and better. So that's all that thing. It's like, it's a process. Everything is just a learning process. And if I can't heal myself, well, there's something, it's actually, to me, um, in a way, it's like, it's almost like a barometer to me. It's like, oh, you know, I have something to work on. Mm-hmm. I don't find it as a bad thing. I would like for it to go away, but I would, I'd be like, oh, I notice um, I have eczema and I started monitoring. Oh, I would practice mindfulness and see how I'm feeling and what's triggering it. And if there's anything that I haven't healed, anything that I'm in my holding on grudges or am I, you know, all these things, these questions that I can ask myself, uh, can I do better? You know, this all part of our human experience and lesson. And of course, not to uh, forget that our human body needs care, not just from our self care, but, you know, from other people, from food, from, you know, doctors, from, you know, taking care of yourself, also meaning exercise, even if you don't want to, you know, all these things. So, you know, if I can't heal myself, well, sometimes people say they can't, and that's why they can't. Mm-hmm. You have to sometimes allow yourself to um, accept that healing, mm-hmm. right? And just keep working on it. It's part of the human experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, some of the smartest people in the world have problems with their health as well. 
you know, it's not because that we're doing anything wrong, but there are definitely things we can work on. And yeah. going to a healer, because we all have our blind spots. So for sure, if I come to you or come to another healer, uh, of course, they're going to see things about me that I don't see. And they're going to tell me I have certain blocks that I'm not aware of. And, and that's all part of the, the human experience is, is to learn something new every day to help us live better. That's part of the healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I love how you said they can see something that we don't see. And that, that's true because we are all in our own lane. So we are focusing on our business and our health, you know, relationships. There could be something that we're missing. Maybe the relationships that we're focusing on doesn't include the relationship with ourselves or with our friends or with our children, whatever the case may be. Maybe we are neglecting something and someone else who we go to is saying, you know what? When's the last time you just unplug from everything and just spent time with yourself. You know, maybe that's what's going on because it looks like you're about to be on the verge of becoming burnt out. So yeah, it's, it's that communicating with others that's really helpful again, because that what's going on may not be part of our expertise. Even if we know something about it, that may not be, what we're meant to do, what we are meant to address. And also it could be that we are meant to meet someone in, in, in that process so that way they can tell us, okay, well, continue to do X, Y, Z from based on what I showed you and then you'll be okay. And you can, you guys can develop a relationship. You never know, but that's, that's like, you know, a, a whole nother conversation, but I just want to put that out there because it's more than just, why can't, can I heal myself? Why can't you heal yourself? There's so much more than just that. Yeah, and we have our blind spots as well. It's kind of like the simplest analogy I can put is like perming your own hair. Mm -hmm. I think someone else can perm my hair better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to perm my hair. I don't think it'll ever work out well at all. Oh, I, I hear you. I am ambidextrous, yeah. and I cannot paint my nails. <laughs> Just, I can't. You know how when you try to paint your nails with with your right hand on your left foot, and it's like, hmm, <laughs> uh, I can't adjust it right. <laughs> I go to the professionals, and I'm a-okay with exactly. that. <laughs> exactly. Surrender and just accept the healing. Yes. Sometimes we ask too many questions. Just accept the healing. <laughs> it's fine whatever works right exactly and the last one and I had to say this one triggers me because I I saw a post and I didn't respond but I did vent to my mom <laughs> so the last uh debunking here is spirituality is the path to the devil and when I saw that I thought oh my gosh what is wrong with these people who believe that there's some secret method the devil is doing to get, and it, the funny thing is, yoga was referenced in this whole path to the devil. And I thought to myself, the people who I know who do yoga tend to eat better. They tend to be nicer people, want to do adventurous things, 
they want to achieve a lot. And I'm thinking to myself, if that's the path to the devil, then something is really, really wrong here. <laughs> I don't think the devil wants people who are just good, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. So Speranza, what do you think about that? Oh, we are all on a path to the devil. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, you know, it's, um, terminology here is so important because uh, we're comparing apples to oranges. Spirituality is something that we each are. It's our nature. It's like saying, I'm a human being. I'm a spiritual being. And the devil is a religious um, a religious term. And um, um, I, <laughs> it's, it's really difficult to compare. Although I think that what, uh, to, to put it in more universal terms, um, talking about the the light and the darkness it's this concept in eastern philosophy about the yin and yang and that um if you're familiar with the symbol maybe some people are not um it, it's a circle and um half of it is uh, white with a black circle in, in it and the other half is um the opposite so each color contains the other in it so um uh, it's this concept of, of the, this dual universe that we live in, this duality that we live in and how, um, you know, I, I feel like the entire conversation that we've had today was uh, tools and tips and conversation around how to merge into unity, right. Into, um, into this interconnectedness and unity that is within each of us and with all that surrounds us. So um yeah. Um, and if I may, I just, um, I, I, hearing all the, all the conversation about the, the healing yourself earlier, um, I had this thought about, um, about how each physical or any kind of issue that we have has one root cause or more, you know, so, um, you know, tying the two questions together, I guess, the devil and, and healing yourself is that each of these two concepts has some sort of root cause or causes underneath it. So if we dig deeper, whether it is a physical, mental, emotional, spiritual issue, or a religious issue or concept, um, if we try to understand what it stands for at the basis and maybe what fear, uh, what, what fear it may have stemmed out of, we can uncover underneath almost, you know, I feel I, we can uncover underneath everything, the love and the, and the, the intention there and people are good at their core people our basis is love we are we are love we are goodness and um and i, I think that that if we were to explain that to people explain spirituality to people in that way i think um we we would never fail we wouldn't we would be able to explain it perfectly mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. To, especially when we explain spirituality, just really making it normal, not like this almost secret society where we have to use different lingo for, you know, like muggles. <laughs> it's like, it gets crazy sometimes. So yeah, that, that's, that's so interesting. Alice, what do you think about this, this path to the devil? <laughs> Well, I think, you know, it's human nature throughout history, you know, that people um, fear and act out on things that they don't understand. Mm -hmm. 
right? So the earth used to be flat or, you know, someone has certain abilities. Well, they, they got it from the devil. You know, you're intuitive. You know something. Oh, my God, that's really scary. You got it from ghosts or from the devil or whatever. You know, people, when they don't understand, they try to make up something within their realm of understanding to explain how they don't agree with this certain thing. So that's just how it is. And, and also, it's also related from, you know, religious upbringing. You know, most religion have some kind of um, um, fiery or negative, you know, devilish character um, in, in their religion. So, and that's, that's really our shadow side. It's not really meant to be an actual devil. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what, what they describe is really our shadow side. That's what we're fighting against. So if you swap your shadow self with devil, it helps to explain a lot of things. But I can't explain why yoga is from the devil. So I think that person has misunderstood what what yoga stands for and what it does. It's just an exercise. Relax. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but it's it's interesting because it does fall under the holistic, spiritual umbrella. And, and, And like, just like you were saying, People fear it. Well, you know, why do you know that about someone? How, how can you explain that gut feeling? Why do you seem like you're so much more optimistic? And, you know, people almost take offense <laughs> to this and they don't understand it. And uh, it's almost disheartening because a lot of the, the terminology we use, speaking of terminology, uh, you know, a lot of terminology we use, a lot, a lot of things we do has its origins from some form of spirituality. I mean, even like the old religions, you know, I, I was just looking up uh, for my first book. Um, it was all about goddesses and some of the days of the week, Friday is from the goddess Freya. So I just, I laugh when I hear people say spiritual bodies past the devil and, you know, their the religions they believe are not suitable Pair to the devil, I laugh because like you're using the term Friday, which is derived from a Norse goddess, Freya, you know, <laughs> so it's just like Thor, Thursday, you know, and it goes on and on and on. And even honeymoon, that has pagan origin. And it's it's just it's laughable sometimes <laughs> because it's just so ingrained in our everyday <clears throat> thinking and doing that people don't realize it unless they get educated. So while they're bashing someone who's spiritual, who's, you know, embracing their darker side, which is really the shadow aspect, things that they haven't addressed or, you know, things that are in our subconscious that we haven't discovered, you know, they're embracing that shadow side, but it gets misrepresented as, you know, this evil darkness. And, people just just take off with it and it just it blows my mind (laughs) just like do some research please just a little bit you don't have to go too too deep but just just a little bit just a a little bit each day every single day (laughs) yeah a lot of people live in their community where that's the only knowledge they have available to them Mm -hmm. so yeah so i mean it's i'm not one who would force my explanation on someone i think everyone are exactly where they needs to be in their uh, spiritual evolution as a soul 
So, you know, some people would even say the internet is, is, uh, is the devil. So I don't know you got who you guys are. Maybe you guys are the devil. <laughs> oh my goodness. We cannot win. Right? So you, you can't substitute anything. You don't know with the word devil. <laughs> you can't randomly do that. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah, and, and Tia, this, this podcast that you're doing here for people to, it's really to, to help educate people and, and help have this conversation in the broader sense where people have more knowledge and more understanding because, um, you know, that's why we have thoughts and that's why we have the ability to learn, um, and that's why we have all these interconnected parts of who we are, our physical body, our emotions, feelings, our thoughts, and our soul or spirit to, to, help, uh, to help us make sense of the world. And if we, um, if we stop learning, then uh, we, are, we remain with what we knew. And if what we knew um, has all this fear interlaced with it, it's very difficult to to uh, overcome it because you know if you are a part of certain religions you are automatically going to be doomed for eternity to something <laughs> bad you know and that is that can be very scary for people you know so um i think that um you know we uh we talked so much today about this this idea of acceptance and love and not judgment and and meeting people where they are because um you know it's um it, it's, it's up to each of us to, to practice this, whether we use the word spirituality or not. Um, if, if, if all that we, you know, if I'm, I'm hoping that what we, we can do is to, to bring more discussion and more conversation around these topics and not make them so fearful and not make them so doomsday, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ab- absolutely. That's, that's the, the end goal is to have those conversations you know, because I feel like some people want to have it, but they're either afraid or they don't know how to start the conversation. And I say that because, well, one of the reasons why I say that is because some people who I have interviewed who are really into their spirituality have been called weirdo. So it's just like, okay, well, how do I help this person who wants to learn about spirituality when I get called a weirdo? What, what can I say? So yes, this is why I enjoyed uh, you and Alice being on here because it's just, um, it, it helps. It helps the conversation. It gets people thinking. It lets them know that uh, what they are doing is okay because they're learning. They're, they're, they are trying to figure out how all this fits into their world. Yeah. You know, what, what is that? How do I go about doing that? Where are people like me in the world? <laughs> okay. Yes. So, uh, Speranza, tell us where we can find you again and any upcoming uh, events, et cetera, you want to let the people know about. Absolutely. Thank you for that opportunity. Mm-hmm. You can find me on uh, my website, askhigherself.com. Or on Facebook, again, um, uh, Ask Higher Self on my business page. Uh, you can find uh, the contact information on my website or on Facebook on how to reach me directly, either through email or my, or you can just call me. And, um, 
as far as uh, as events, uh, you can find me on. I go uh, live on Facebook um, a lot most days, and uh, I would love for anyone to reach out with any questions of any kind. And I'm happy to have a conversation with anyone to discuss this stuff because I'm so passionate about it and I love it. And I will, I'm happy to talk with anyone at any point in, of their journey uh, with any of their questions. And thank you so much, Tia, for the opportunity again. And thank you, Alice. Uh, you guys are both awesome for this amazing conversation that we had today to, uh, to bring more light and love into the world. Thank, Thank you. you. So Alice, where can people find you in any upcoming events? Um, you guys can, anyone can find me in my website, alicewu.coach, A-L-I-C-E-W-O-O.coach. And it's the same um, name in my Facebook page and Instagram um, as well. It's all the same, alicewu.coach. And I also do a Facebook Live on my business page um, every week to provide business tips or spiritual spirituality tips or mindfulness tips. And for uh, someone who wants to have a more direct connection with me, um, they can go to my Facebook group, Inspired Success Mastermind, Inspired Success Mastermind, and join the group. Then I can have a, a more direct um response and support for them or they can always um, message me directly and we can have a conversation and, and um, I'll meet you where they're at and that's what it's all about is to help each other um, live closer and be ourselves and be with the light and that's the whole purpose is to grow so I welcome anyone who who will contact me Awesome. Awesome. And I want to tell you guys about two events. So coming up is the um, Diva Girl Conference in Philly. I was just in the Diva Girl Conference in Toronto. That's where Diva Girl originated from. It's a women's empowerment uh, business. So uh, we will be having our third annual one here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on May 20th. And I know we are just a few weeks away, but Women come from out of state and out of country to this event. So uh, I've been promoting this for the longest time. So if you don't have your tickets, you get them. Uh, you know, you go on a road trip. I did it with my friends. We left uh, Philly Thursday night and we arrived Friday morning in Toronto. Eight-hour drive, but it was a lot of fun. So um, the Diva Girl Conference is a full day of fun, empowering, and educational classes, workshops, seminars and local vendors to help you unleash your sexy within. We promise that you'll be inspired by 25 plus fabulous presenters and 30 companies, brands specializing in areas of dance, fitness, nutrition, wellness, empowerment, and self-esteem. And I will be speaking there, so I'm super excited to get your tickets and learn more. You can go to their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Diva Girl Filling. And uh, the other event I want to tell you about is not happening until August 28th, but there's a reason for that. So it is the Creative Panora Summit at Sea. Expand your brand for speakers, authors, and live streamers. So I will, will be co-hosting a five-day cruise going to the Bahamas. We'll leave on August 28th, and we will return on September 1st. So my birthday is 
August 31st. Side note, we will be celebrating my birthday. <laughs> so, thank you. So we will be leaving out of the Port of Miami. So we will be going to Nassau, Coco Cay, Florida Keys, and then returning back to Miami. So day one is all about the meet and greet. So we're going to put a name to a face. Hello, I'm from Philly. Hello, I'm from Toronto. All that jazz. Uh, day two is build your own speakers platform and elevator pitch competition. So if you are someone who is a speaker and it's been a little bit stagnant for you, you hit a plateau or you are an aspiring speaker, this is for you. Um, we have panelists there who, who will be helping you with your speaking um, and developing your audience, keeping them engaged, et cetera. And the elevator pitch competition is that so you can get them in three seconds or less, you know, just boom, boom, pow. This is what I do. This is who I serve. This is who I am. Um, day three, we just have a productive breakfast meet. So we are only talking during breakfast and then we're going to be exploring the Bahamas. So this is a great time to pick the panelist's brain, to pick my brain, the co-host's brain, because we charge for this, guys. So it, it's already going to be included once you pay to uh, participate. So utilize that breakfast time. Day four is build your live streaming universe and authors roundtable and competition. So if you are a live streamer, you want to capitalize on being a live streamer and get comfortable with that process, this is for you. Um, my co-host Candy Kana, she's all about live streaming, even more so than me. She has her badge on Periscope. She's just killing the game. So again, we're going to help you with that process. Some people get a little bit nervous because they can't see who they are talking to. So that's why we want to make you comfortable and then help you capitalize on it so you can get clients, get exposure, et cetera. And the author's roundtable. So if you are uh, someone who is looking to become an author, a self-published author, this is for you. So if you want to be a panelist, we have a few seats open. Or if you want to attend, email us at summitcruise at gmail.com. That's S-U-M-M-I-T. C-R-U-I-S-E at gmail.com. So ladies, again, thank you so, so much. I learned so much from you. It was such a great combo that we had. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm satisfied. Awesome. Amazing. <laughs> I'm glad you're satisfied. <laughs> thank you, great. Tia. Thank you, Speranza. Thank you both. I was really honored to have the opportunity. Thank you very much. The honor is mine. Thank you. Awesome. So everyone have a wonderful day filled with many blessings. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.